All right, today I'm going to tell you of some experiences that I've gone through the past couple of weeks. You guys haven't seen me in here in like two weeks. Has anybody noticed? All right, two or three of you noticed that I haven't been in here. Thank you very much. You guys are really awesome. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, come on, guys. Just, let's just, I know we're in a new place here, but we're still family, right? Let's just, uh, let's just, let's just remember that. And I want to just share with you some things that really God's been, been showing me through. You know, I've, this thing with Stan really kind of hit me kind of hard at first because I was thinking, and I know some of you were thinking the same thing, why would God take a man like Stan? Why would God, why do things happen to good people? Is what I'm saying. Why do good things happen to good people? I mean, why do bad things happen to good people? But you know, we do live in this fallen world. And Christians are going to die. Christians are going to get sick. But like Candy said, there should be a testimony through everything that we go through. Everything that we go through. And so really, the Lord began dealing with me on some things about character. What does character mean? Not, not when somebody tells you you're such a character. Well, that guy's a character. I've been told that many times, but what does character mean? What does that word mean? Somebody shout it out to me. What does character mean when you, huh? Integrity. Integrity. Who you really are. What? Transparency. Transparency. Very good. The measure of a man or a woman. Anybody else? When people say to you, okay, let me ask you this. Is there anybody in your life whose character has really been a, an inspiration to you? Think about that for a minute. Who in your life has, their character has been an inspiration to them, to you? Anybody? Think about that. What was it about them that made you go, man, I want to be like that person. I want to have that character. I think of that every time I think of somebody's character, I think of, of, of Gina and Delana's grandfather. He get, went by the name of Grandpa Curly. He had a character about him that I'm not saying that he was perfect, okay? But he had a character about him where you just went, man, I wish I could, I want to be like that when I, when I get that age. And he would make sure that the family would get together. Gene and I talked about that the other day, is that when you start getting, when your family starts getting older and the kids leave and they have their own children, the family tends to, tends to split on holidays and things like that because you've got your own family, right? You've got your own families that you go to. But Curly always made sure that the whole family came together. Do you remember that, Delaney? You remember what? He, he made sure that, that everybody came together. And then when Curly was gone, we began to see, you know, the people started separating because we didn't have that person with that character that kept us together. So we're going to talk about character because the Bible tells us that we are to have a certain type of character. We are to have a certain type of character out there because if we don't have, if we don't have good character about us, we're, not going to, we're really not witnessing to people, are we? As I, as I was going through this and, and started studying through this, the Lord said, well, now, now, that you're, now that you're looking at this, how's your character? Because I can't judge anybody else's character on this. I can judge my own. And that's what I'm going to ask you to do is today is say, well, how's, what's my character like? Not, not the person sitting beside you, but what about you? What is your character like when you get into situations? 
I think, I think the best definition of character is this. How you react to situations, your tone of voice, your facial expressions toward people, your choice of words, the way you look at people, character could easily be defined as the things that make you, the things that you do that people will remember you by. What do you do that people are gonna remember you by? Are they gonna remember you with, because you've got a big frown on your face all the time? Are they gonna remember you because you argued with everybody about everything? Are they gonna remember you just for some crazy little, I mean, you know, they could remember you for several things. What are they gonna remember you by? What is your character? So now let's go ahead and look. Let's look at a couple of characteristics of Christ because what we're supposed to be doing is we're supposed to be building our character on the character of Christ. Ethan, go ahead and put up Mark 10, 13 through 16 for me. Now, this is talking about kids. And a lot of times in this culture, when we start, when we start reading this, in this culture alone, kids were supposed to be seen and not heard. Kids were supposed to sit in the background as the parents were the part of everything going on around them. And so let's read this. He says, one day, it says, one day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw that what was happening, he was angry with his disciples and said to them, let the children come to me. Don't stop them for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on their heads, his hand on their heads and blessed them. Those of you who don't know, I went to the kids department for the last two weeks in church. My eyes were open to a lot of things. I mean, the worst part about it was with those, was those kids and those teachers had to meet in those hotel rooms for the past 10 months. I had no idea what they were going through until I went with Brinley. Everybody know Brinley? Is she in here this morning? Or she at the, she's in the kids. I went with Brinley. I told Brinley, I said, I'm going in your class. She went, you're going in my class with me? I said, yes. Get excited about it. So I went in her class and we were in one of the small rooms because the room that we actually had had been given to somebody else. And so we went into the, one of the small rooms and we had no space. The kids sat on the bed and there's a couple of these kids that are just a little bit rowdy. A couple of your kids. Just a little bit. Just a little rowdy. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Anyway, we had all those kids in there and they were just, they were so much fun, but there was so little space and they have to, as you know, the longer I preach, the more they have to come up with. Did you realize that? So that's why I'm not very long-winded. Those of you in here said, well, he barely even preached because I'm always thinking about the people across in the other side of the building, always thinking about them. Well, now I think about them more <laughs> because by the time it was 12 o'clock, Bernie and I were going... Who was preaching that day? Dylan was preaching that day. 
Brenda and I were going, what about time it is? I don't know what time it is. Because we had run out of stuff. We had had those kids doing everything. We got out of that room. I was so stressed out, folks. I was so tired that whole day. They say, they say that, you know, one 30-minute sermon is like six hours on a job. And I am, I'm tired. By the, end of, by the end of the service, I'm really tired. I'm really, I'm really wore out. But I was really wore out that day. Man, I went to bed that night. I was going, woo, man, I'm, boy, I've, I've got another week of this. I'm going back. So anyway, Kate, uh, Dylan preached that Sunday. John preached next Sunday. I went in with the same bunch of kids, about seven or eight of them. But we had a bigger room. Glory, hallelujah. So Michelle was in there with me that day. Let me tell you, these teachers are awesome. Yeah. Brinley did such an awesome job. I think we need to just give all our, all our teachers a big hand right now. Man. Brinley, she, she was so scared to have her pastor in there with her. She was so scared, but she did so good. She kept those kids busy all the time. She knew the ones that, you know, needed a little bit of extra care, you know, and she knew the ones that didn't. And, you know, you've got different kinds, different kids. So, you know, you have, you have to know your kids. And so I was in there with Michelle Dover that day and, and Michelle just kind of set me straight. She said, you don't do this. You don't do this. You don't do this. And I'm going, I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> well, it, it went her way. We had a we had a we had a <laughs> we had a whirlpool tub in that room. And, and those of you who know Dragon, does anybody know Dragon? Dragon, he <laughs> he's a handful. Dragon was asking me. He said, "What is baptism?" I thought, "Ooh, I got a I got a woo." The the class hadn't even started yet, so I. I said, well, here's what baptism is. I said, come over here to the, to the tub. <laughs> Michelle said, we don't do that in here. <laughs> I said, well, we do today. <laughs> Mistake number one. <laughs> so, thank goodness Michelle's not in here. She's over in the kids too. Michelle sat, stood over there watching me like this. I showed Dragon what baptism was. In a dry tub, that is. I thought I was awesome. Well, I did. Well, Dragon decided that he wanted to stay in the tub for the rest of the day because I had shown him what it was, how awesome it was to be in a dry. I didn't know that that was going to happen. I thought I was being a great testimony that day. Well, so Michelle said, well, guys, we're getting started late today for some reason. But anyway, we're going to be doing these, you know. She had the whole day set out, and so I decided I better sit down and behave. They did not ask me to come back after my second week. <laughs> they didn't. But I just, I, I told her, I told Michelle, I said, Michelle, I, I don't know how you guys do it. And I'm, I'm so impressed with the way they teach, Michelle and, and Brindley both, and I'm sure the other ones are that same way. I don't, I don't know, you, you have to have a special gift to go in there and, and be able to, to calmly be in there with those children, especially in a room like that. 
What I'm saying is, as we read these verses right here, is what I'm telling you is, is our kids are so important. We're not supposed to throw them somewhere on the other side of the wall and say, okay, watch a movie until we get done over here. We're not supposed to throw them over there and say, okay, just, just, let's just keep them busy until we're done. You see, those kids, and we told them this, we told them, you're the future of our church. You're the future of our church. They are so important to us. And then, and then I had a special, an old, one of the older ones, and his name is Jake. Little Coonrod. I told him the first Sunday he wouldn't sing. I said, Jake, you, this is how you praise and worship. You know, I was trying to tell him how to praise and worship. You know, pastor knows everything. So I was telling him how to praise and worship. He said, I don't feel like it today. So, you know, he's, he's being real with me. And so the next Sunday, Jake decides that he wants to praise and worship. And so I'm sitting over there thinking these kids are going to do the same thing they did last week. I'm just, you know, I'm just going, oh, thank you, Lord. Jake is over there singing and clapping. And he's telling the other kids, come on, guys, let's get on this. I'm going, yeah. Yeah. So Jake, you know, he kind of decided that he wanted, to, he wanted to praise and worship. We have to teach these kids how to praise and worship. So I told, I told Jake after, after, the, after the class, I said, Jake, I see a future praise and worship leader in you. He looked at me and said, well, do me a favor and don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I said, you sounded just like your dad. <laughs> Character we're talking about today. <laughs> I've, I enjoyed that so much because we're talking about kindness. Wow. Talking about kindness here. Because I, didn't think, I don't think that any of them thought that their pastor would go into those classes and I'm going back because I feel like I'm learning every time I go. <laughs> Michelle may not let me back in, but I'm going back because I'm, well, I just have the authority to, get, to do it. So I'm going back. <laughs> But you see, guys, kids are very important, but we're talking about kindness. We're talking about kindness to those who really aren't the ones that are up on stage, who, are, who really you don't see, what, you don't see those, what those girls and the guys are doing on the other side over there teaching those kids. You don't see what they're having to go through. And every time you see one of them come out of there and they're looking all strung out and drawn out and this and that, you go over there, I'm telling you, go over there and hug them and tell them such a, that they're doing such a good job. Because they are the ones behind the scenes that are making this church work. And I told Michelle, I said, Michelle, I am almost at the point to you just tell me you need something and we're just going to get it. Because that's how important the kids are to me. And I think I needed to do that and still need to do that to know how important they are to this church, Amen. right? Amen. So I wanted to share that with you. That's where I've been. Those th the three of you that missed me, that's where I was. <laughs> Amen. The last thing we're going to talk about is in John 11, 33 through 36. I think he's actually going to go 32 through 36. Now here's where we're getting ready to talk about Lazarus. How many of you remember the story of the raising of Lazarus? And he's getting ready to, he's, Jesus found out about Lazarus and he's, he's coming back into town and he's just, 
he's just walking up and we just start here just for time's sake, since you all know this story, this is where we're starting. And it says, when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled or deep. What that means is he was deeply moved on the inside. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept when he saw him. And the people who were standing by, here's the verse, the people that were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. We're talking about a word called empathy. Has anybody heard the word empathy before? What does the word empathy mean? Putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Who else? Good one. Anybody else? Very good. How well you feel the emotions of others. Anything else? Compassion. Huh? They hurt, you hurt. Empathy. Anybody else? Say that again. Relating. Relating to what somebody is going through. To just to show that you really care. Empathy. You see, Jesus showed empathy towards somebody else having another problem. I mean, this was a real problem. This was a real emotional problem that was going on right here, folks. And he walks up and he, he sees, the keys in that verse are, he sees what's happening to somebody else and he feels the same pain. Anger began to rise up on the inside of him. Just that emotion began to rise up on the inside of him that these people are hurting and so am I. Empathy anymore is really just going by the wayside. Instead of, think, instead of really caring for people, we kind of brush it aside because we don't want to have to deal with it. Generally, we're really dealing with so many things ourselves that we really don't have time for other people. Gina has told me for years, God forgot my sympathy button. Anybody else? And... My boys have traveled right along with me, and they know it. We have this kind of thing about us that we're not real sympathetic. We really have to just, those of you who know me, have known me for years, we really have to work on our sympathy. And I've seen my boys, are the same, they're the same exact way. I just thank God for Carrie all the time because Carrie is my sympathy man. He really is because he has, he has a, an emotional setting about him, especially for a man that he kind of straightens me out sometimes. Mark, did you, did you, did you call those people? Mark, did you, did you, he, he really, he checks up on me. Carrie, I really appreciate you doing that because there are those of us like me that need somebody like Carrie. How about you? Is we just, we tend sometimes to not be very sympathetic and so 
Is there anybody else in here like me? <laughs> Got one raising her hand up here. Is empathy, even though it really doesn't seem to make a difference to people, it really does. And I've been going up to the hospital as often as I can, off and on with Stan and, and sitting by Stan and watching, and watching Stan. And, and, you know, as a pastor, I've watched, I counted up, guys, I know you're not going to believe this, but ever since we've started this church, I've, I, I counted up the other day how many people have left us, Willie, and gone on to be with the Lord. And there's been five people out of this church that have died in 10 years. And I thought to myself, did I truly... The Lord really was asking me this. How, did I truly empathize with those people? Because as the, you know, as the charismatic church goes, when we see somebody in the hospital, we got to go up to them and say, what's the matter with you? Get up out of that bed and walk. Oh, none of you have been there. <laughs> Get up out of that bed and walk. Then we don't walk. Then we don't walk. We go out and say, well, something must be wrong with them. That's not empathy. <laughs> that's not empathy, but sometimes that's what we're taught. Guys, empathy is when you go in, somebody's laying in that hospital bed, and no matter how they look, no matter what they say, no matter how they smell, no matter what it looks like in the situation, you're going to love them no matter what, and you're going to feel for them when you're there. That's what empathy really is. We've seen two characteristics of Jesus today. He really cares for people. Man, he cares for, the, he cares for even the children. And he has empathy. He cares for people what you're going through. I'm gonna tell you right now, that's what we're supposed to be. That's who we are supposed to be. Now, in closing, you're saying... Man, you're not talking about me because that's not who I am. I can't do those things. I can't, I can't do those hospital calls. I can't care for them. I am not going to help with those kids. They're going to drive me crazy. So, Pastor, whatever you're saying, it's not me. That's not true. You're listening to the wrong voices. What do you mean? Mark, what are you talking about? Because every person in here that's born again has the characteristics of Christ in them right now. Today. You may not see it coming out. You may have been taught, don't act that way. You, have made, you, know, you may have been taught entirely different than what Jesus really expects you to be like. But I'm telling you right now, if you're born again, You've got those characteristics in you right now. Amen. Amen. Listen to this, Romans 5, 1 through 5. I think he's going to put it up on the screen. The Apostle Paul said, Therefore, since we have been made right, how many of you have been made right in the sight of God? You know that, right? Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. See, you guys can't deny this now. 
Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. How many of you realize that you are the one to share God's glory? You are the one to share God's glory to the one who really doesn't even want it. To the one who doesn't even care. God's glory will just, man, you just, remember we're not, we're not losers here, we're oozers. Guys are a bunch of oozers. We gotta have t-shirts made. I'm an oozer for Christ. Because of what Jesus is, oozes out of you. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. Yes, and endurance develops strength of and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. I'm telling you right now, folks, if you've been told that you can't do this, if you've been told that you don't have what's you don't have what it takes. If you've been told whatever negative response you have been told, I'm telling you right now, that was not the truth. Some of us act like we do today because somebody told us that is how we're supposed to act. I'm speaking for myself. You guys know what I'm talking about. We, sometimes we just act like we act like this because... That's how dad acted. That's how mom acted. People said I'm like my dad. So therefore, you see, just because I'm not sympathetic doesn't mean that my boys don't have to be sympathetic. That's right. Amen? That's right. Because we have the Spirit of God in us. Come on, stand up with me. I want to pray over each and every person in here, including myself. Let's just lift our hands up right now. I want you guys to receive this right now. In Jesus' name. Father, I speak over each and every person in this room. Each and every person has the characteristics of Christ on the inside of them right now. Father, I know just about every person in this room is born again this morning. So therefore, the characteristics of Christ will just ooze out of you. In Jesus' name, I'm speaking over you and myself right now. The characteristics of Christ are gonna ooze out of us to other people, those people that don't deserve it. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter how they act. In Jesus' name, we're gonna be oozing those things out of us. Father, I pray for the, uh, we have teachers in here. Father, I pray for the teachers right now. I speak over them right now when they go into those classrooms that the Spirit of God is gonna ooze out of them over those kids. Father, so many troubled kids in Jesus' name out there. And Father, they're gonna speak, you're gonna speak through your teachers. I'm talking about teachers in the high school, in the elementary, in Sunday school. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I speak over each and every person in here. Father, I thank you. We've got people in here in the medical field. Father, I pray that when they step into the hospitals, when they step into their place of work, that the Spirit of God is gonna ooze out of them. When people come to them and they take their hand, they're gonna feel the power of God come all over them. 
Father, we still believe in miracles and miracles will still happen through your people. Father, we thank you. Thank you right now. Father, I pray for every student in this place that every time they go into class and somebody says something to them in a negative sense that they're gonna, they're gonna speak back to them or, or look at them or smile at them or whatever it takes to know that your spirit is oozing out of them. Thank you, Father. Father, I pray for the rest of us that go to work every week. No matter what we run into, Right now, in Jesus' name, the spirit, your spirit is gonna ooze out of us. Father, we know that we're not perfect and everything we say is not perfect, but Father, we want your spirit to just create a, a realm around us that people know who we are. Yes. Father, your word says that in the end times, people aren't gonna know the difference between a born-again believer and a non-born-again believer. Father, in Jesus' name, I speak over us right now. People know who we are. Yes. People know who we are simply by the characteristics that you have given us. Father, we cannot, we simply cannot do it without you. And Father, we just give it to you right now. Father, we lift our hands up right now and we just surrender to you. Father, we give it to you in Jesus' name. And all the people said, amen. amen. Come on, give them a shout. Amen.